Cookie, you got to start click log into your computer WhatsApp and you just click that shit. Uh, it's too much work, man. It's too much work. Welcome to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, Cookie. Yes, sir. Hello, Bear. Hello. And Big Mike. What's up? Uh, boys, we, we we took a week off last week. It was the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, it's, it's a day full of um, events. So I was, you know, I was occupied from about three in the afternoon until... When, when the Super Bowl ended, like at 10 at night, probably got home about 1030. Uh, so I, I wanted to, to to take a day of relaxation. So we did not do our episode last week. And I apologize to all the loyal listener. Uh, and and I, <laughs> I apologize to anybody else that was really chomping at the bit for a new episode. But we are here. We're back. We're talking about Chris Jericho today. But first off, let's talk to... Our boys, what have y'all been up to this week, Tolbert? Oh, uh, you know, taking care of this baby. She's getting big and healthy and fat. Uh, <laughs> you know, just being a being a family man, working a lot. Um, usually, this time of year is like you save all year, all summer long for like this time of year because it's usually you know it's February, it's the week after Valentine's. But I don't know, man. I don't know if it's because everyone's been cooped up or just I don't, I don't know what, man. But people have been coming out in force, so. I was up till five in the morning uh, dealing with the masses last night, but you know, I've just been working and holding it down. Uh, family was in town a little bit this week, so hung out with them. Of course, it was a Super Bowl. Stopped by your brothers. That I, I had to go to work, but I popped in real quick just because I know how your brother and Julia get down. Um, I have to say that spread was very disappointing to leave to have to go to work. It was It was insane. I did partake though in a little bit. Uh, which halfway through my shift, I was immediately regretting. But uh, did you have to poo? Oh yes! Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> was, was, was it beat. the Boston butt? <laughs> um, I don't know if it was the Boston butt, the steak nachos, the, uh, the the cinnamon pretzel, the hot cinnamon pretzel, the chicken wings, uh, or the various dips. <laughs> it could have been the cheese ball, which I still have remnants of in my refrigerator. So oh, uh, wonderful stuff! Bravo. Uh, when you said that your baby is getting uh, fat, big, and healthy, yes, does that hoss, mean th- those three things describe all of us, except for mm-hmm. the healthy part? So, so when <laughs> does that stop? When you're fat, big, uh, when does that stop being healthy for a human being? Because I don't, I don't know if we're all healthy. Are are we? I don't know. I think maybe around Ooh. age like seven. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? I, I, I don't think age seven. I, <laughs> I was I was the boy with titties when I was a child. So. By the way, Varnum, you you sent me. I haven't been active in the group chat much this week because I've been busy. But you, you reminded me of my youth, and I've been laughing about it all week. The meme you sent me of a young child dressed as a rodeo clown, <laughs> asking for more quarters to play in the Thunder Rolls at Pizza Hut before the pizza comes. I swear to God, I've been laughing all week about that. Well, you know, I mean, that was that was our childhood listening to to various hits on the jukebox at um, the wonderful Pizza Huts. We we had one here. Uh, I, I believe Travis brought it up, but but low key, the greatest thing as a child was being able to go to the Pizza Hut buffet. Oh, yeah. It was 
it was a treat. My my uh, elementary school was within five minutes from a pizza hut. And when we would have half days, my mom would have to come pick me up from school. And it was around lunchtime. (laughs) And I'm like, Mom, I I was really good today at school. Let's go to the Pizza Hut buffet. And she said, Aaron, okay, let's do it. So so I guess that's the point in our lives where becoming uh, correct uh, fat and I don't know, becomes unhealthy. It's when it's when a young Aaron Varnum goes up to the Pizza Hut attendee who's probably stoned and ready to just get done with their their thing and say, hey, mister, can you put more uh, cinnamon pizza dessert uh, pizzas on the on the uh, the buffet here? Can, can you do that for me, please? That's when it becomes unhealthy. Well, in the background, thunder roll. <laughs> Who the hell played that tracks. for the 15th time today? <laughs> This this guy who's obviously, you know, he, he's not happy with his life, probably going through some marital stuff and he's having to hear this all day. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Cookie. Cookie, you were not probably playing Thunder Rolls. Did, did, did you have a Pizza Hut existence as a child? I know you did. You probably read a lot of bookets to get those personal pan pizzas. Yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely had some Pizza Hut experiences, uh, but my favorite was Chuck E. Cheese, of course. <laughs> you are a Chucky. I was I was a Chucky e. Cheese guy. I had I want you to know that I had like at least five pictures of me and my cousins in that little you know that little buggy that little thing that you know what I'm talking about. You put your quarters in and it'll yeah. shake you a little bit. Yeah. yeah, me and my cousin took a bunch of pictures with Mickey or uh, Mickey Mouse uh, Chucky e. Cheese back in the day. Now, now when when Mike was little, he tried to do the like the their their Bobo Ferris wheel that they do. Mike, uh, were they able to lift you as a child? Your your massive childlike legs that you had. I uh, I never went to Chuck E. Cheese as a kid. Wow! How did you not go to? Did you not have one in Cleveland? God damn it, Mike! Or Youngstown? We we had one. We just I I never went. You never watched wrestling. You never went to Chuck E. Cheese. What, did what you the do? hell was wrong with your childhood? Was that satanic I, uh, as well? I rode, I rode my bike up and down my dead end street, and I went in the woods. Broke sticks on trees. I mean, that was, that was the life I lived. <laughs> Mike, it sounds like an episode of Stranger Things. It doesn't sound like uh, you're like a good childhood. But did you hang out with any telepathic bald children? Uh, no, no, no. Just uh, just me and my buddies on dead end street, middle of nowhere. If we got real spicy, we'd ride our bikes through the woods to the trailer park. Um, <laughs> to do what? Yeah. Uh, fucking hood rat shit with your hood, hood rat friends. He's throwing rocks at the poor people. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we actually had uh, before Chuck E. Cheese, we had this thing called Showbiz Pizza. That's what I was, grew up on. Which was Chuck E. Cheese, but it was uh, with a different cast of characters. And uh, the bear, the, there, there was a bear named Billy Bob, and he was a member of the like... Uh, this this band and and they did basically the whole Chuck E. Cheese shtick, but it was this big goofy redneck bear, and that's what I grew up on here in Wilmington as well. And uh, there are so many pictures of so my brother would have he, he's nine years older than me, so he would have birthday parties at Showbiz Pizza, and there are probably fifteen pictures of me having a panic attack meeting. <laughs> Billy Bob the bear. He was terrifying for me. It's this big, goofy, lovable bear. I was done. I was so scared of that bear. 
Did you ever see him take his head off? Is my question. No, I didn't have to. It, it was just too much for a young me to, to, to put up with. It was terrible. The mouse um, just wears regular jeans. He's just wearing <laughs> his regular jeans. No, not Billy Bob. Uh, so, so that was Tolbert God Cookie. Did you have anything going on this week? Man, uh, this week, yeah, we've, we've got a bunch of snow. So I've been navigating the snow. You know, I've been using what Mike has taught me, counter steering, different stuff like that. You know, I'm, st- I'm starting to figure out this driving in the snow thing. I'm getting a little bit better. You turn into the skid. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I almost, I almost did what I did, you know, previously, but counter steered, got out of that thing, you know. Um, let's see here. There's a full on race war at school. Uh, <laughs> let's see. What? Can you please elaborate? Yeah, uh, during the, in the middle of Black History Month as well. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah, the irony is not lost on me. Make a long story short, we were talking about the Brian Flores situation, and uh, uh, a young white lady took it upon herself to uh, bring in the Jews oh, and Jesus. what they've been experiencing uh, before the Brian Flores situation that you know finished its conversation. We we had ended the conversation on that. Uh, yeah, so some people took exception to it. Basically, professors versus students. There's a professor that's Jewish as well. She took the back of the other person that's Jewish, and she basically is, is black versus Jew right now. And we're trying to navigate this shit. <laughs> we're trying to explain ourselves. Like we we don't. This is not anti-Semitism. You know what I'm saying? We were just trying to finish our conversation. It's a whole thing right now. Let me just explain that. Yeah. I just don't know how you jump from Brian Flores to Jews. Yeah. <laughs> believe me. That's, there, there, there's all a logical leap there that like, I, yeah, like I, I too am missing. A black NFL coach getting paid to lose games and getting blackballed and Jews. Like, you have to Jews. Yeah. Holocaust. It literally went from Brian Flores to the Holocaust. What? And I was like, well, this is, this is taking a turn that it should not take. So, yeah. We, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Right so now, we're trying to figure that out. Uh, you have mentioned two things. Uh, do you regret moving to Colorado? At this you know, point? man, I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I've had <laughs> I've had several conversations now with some second years that are, are, are white. And they were like, yeah, man, uh, Denver's a racist ass city. Yeah. And uh, I'm starting to realize that as well. So boys. <laughs> I'll probably be coming home sooner rather than later. I just want y'all to know that. Uh, <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of this country. Is, is it like, is it Tennessee like blatantly in your face racism or is it like just like polite racism? It's a no, no, no. I, it's a little bit in your face. There's no a little shit. Here, but it's a little, a little bit is in your face, man. Cookie, um, no, no lie. The other day I had this guy at the bar was visiting from Colorado, asking me for recommendations and stuff. We got to talking. I was like, hey, you know, a good friend of mine just, moved to boulder he's like man fuck boulder he's like man a bunch of libtards there man <laughs> he was like it's too progressive for me man i hate it and i was like okay i'm gonna yep. go over here <laughs> that's, that's that's colorado in the let me tell you brother and then uh let's see here what else have i seen this city is crazy man i saw a homeless guy get run over in the street the other day <laughs> I, I swear to god this city is is nuts I swear to God. Well, then. Uh, Somebody come to the South, Cookie. Bro, the <laughs> car was taking had... a left turn, and he just fucking took this homeless dude out, man. And I thought he was going to keep on driving, but luckily he stopped. 
You know, he thought about it. He was like, should I, you know, you know, he thought, thought about he driving did. up. He was having an argument with his girlfriend in the car. You could tell <laughs> he was just like, okay, I should just keep driving. You know, it was- Dude, it, so basically it was one of those old, uh, like anti-weed, uh, videos that they would they would play those those public service announcements that they would have and it's like is this a sign while driving high is a bad thing (laughs) so basically you lived through one of those things so you were probably were were you high when you saw this no actually no i was was don't i was stone cold sober i was i was actually on the way to go see uh vince who's in town you know you guys know Vince, don't you? Yeah, Vince. he plays with us now. No, 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 not that Vince. Uh, UNCW Vince. Shorter guy. Oh, oh, we, we have the other Vince, who is also a UNCW Vince. Yes, I apologize. I, I forgot that there was two. But we don't care about the new Vince, though. <laughs> fuck him. Fuck, fuck De La Ghetto, whatever his name is. All right. Is. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Mike, uh, did you see anybody get run over? Did you, did you eat pizza this week? What, what, what happened? Honestly, my week was kind of lame. I would say <laughs> I, I had to work the Super Bowl that like the day of the Super Bowl. Um, got home, relaxed a little bit, played a rugby game yesterday. Played eighty minutes, um, hard fought battle. We lost, but all things considered, I think we did okay. And uh, yeah, it was a moral it. victory. There are no moral victories. There's winners and losers in this game, um, but there's some no things to take take out of it. That's for sure. That we need more than 15 people to show up. Yeah, it fucking sucks to play 80 minutes with 15 <laughs> fucking people. Hey, sorry about that. Uh, we could have yeah. had 16, but I, yeah, I was don't get uh, hurt. <laughs> still in concussion protocol. So uh, I will be ready for the next game. Uh, I'll be I'll be ready and willing to, to be, make tackles and do what I need to do. He'll be chomping at the bit for the next home game. <laughs> uh, it's next week, I think. No, it's in two weeks. Two weeks. So. We will have some info about that. Hopefully, I will be able to play. Uh, it'll be good. Uh, anything else? Oh, last night, we celebrated the 35th anniversary of uh, one of our, our listeners' uh, parents, uh, Panda. His parents have been married for a whole 35 years. So I was hired to uh, do the photography and videography for this event. It's something that... Uh, Half of that is something that I'm, I'm comfortable doing. The other half scares me shitless. I am not a photography person. I am strictly videography, but I got to take some pictures last night. I uh, looked through them this morning. I'm, I'm pretty proud of them. There's some great pictures of Big Mike uh, there, and everybody else. So uh, there you go. I, we, we had a good time last night. Mike, uh, you also got thrown up on uh, what, what happened there. Uh, well, I mean, just to give you a brief synopsis, I, I show up. Meet up some with some of the rugby guys um, after the anniversary party and proceed to get a shot and a beer bought for us, like the whole group. And one guy takes the shot and just um, it was like in and out kind of thing. And just like goes down, comes back out, vomited on the floor and my arm. Um, you know, was you it a lot? Uh, it was a lot of liquid. Yeah. 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 And so I think it might have been a volume thing. Like he just didn't have enough room in his stomach. And, uh, yeah, but you know, got to keep the night rolling. So I just you know wiped it off and moved about my day. That that is that, that's that's what you got to do sometimes. You you got to throw up, you got to rally, and then you got to disappear from the bar. Let's that hope game. that that he had an Uber. So, 
Uh, Tolbert, one thing that I did see in the past two weeks that I, I know you're very excited about on the one year anniversary of the opening of the the River Amphitheater that we have here. Your boys are coming back for another three day stay. Yeah, so uh, you I'm, have uh, got a- I'm, I'm ahead of you on that. I, I saw that and I was like, oh, OK. Did, yeah, did you so. ask off for those three days to not see Wookiees? <laughs> no, I'll probably very much be working those three days. It's in it's in May. May's uh, busy as it is. You know, already we have widespread panic coming back to Wilmington. So I'm a lot more prepared, though. You know what I mean? I, I know what to expect now. So it'll be Stop less of the bar with whippets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get a, we'll just have a, a station in the back corner selling balloons. <laughs> and that's the way you got to do it sometimes, you know, widespread panic. And I'm sure that they play at Red Rocks all the time. Cookie, have how far are you from Red Rocks? I'm probably like 15 minutes from Red Rocks. There's definitely some widespread fans where you're at, Cookie. Oh, 1000%, man. There's some <laughs> skit there. Yeah, there's a lot of. Uh, bands that I do not know. Bunch of wooks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Bunch of random ass motherfuckers. So there you go. Uh, I believe that's it. Do, do we, I, I don't think that I, I have any kind of crazy stories over the last two weeks. Uh, that's about it for me as well. Um, boys, last time we, we had an episode, it was about Lucha Libre wrestling, the, the Lucha Libre style. And to give myself an out, I made sure to pick one with an American wrestler, not necessarily a uh, United States of America wrestler, but a North American wrestler. Uh, actually, all of them are North American wrestlers. I sound like a, re- uh, yeah. a really oh, dumb person now. right now. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, I almost said it. I did not say it. Uh, oh, I, don't know. I, I did. It. I did think it. Uh, so I. <laughs> Winnipeg, I'm I'm off my game right now. Uh, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Hey, hey, Aaron, got, Aaron, it's, it's the Jews' fault. It is. It's always. It's always. They they they're pulling the strings. Um, <laughs> so we have a Chris Jericho episode this week. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh man, I'm off my game. Let's talk about uh, the Ayatollah of rock and roller. for the first matchup of the evening. Big Mike, uh, you have got one Chris Jericho against uh, Lord William. Oh, like, this is actually William Regal, not Stephen Regal. Correct. Um, this is from WrestleMania 17, April 1st, 2001, Houston, Texas. Um, the match actually kicked off WrestleMania, um, and it is a match between Chris Jericho and the commissioner. William Regal. Um, To give you some backstory, this clearly had been going back and forth for a while. Um, Ultimate culmination, I think, was Chris Jericho peeing in Regal's um, teapot and Regal drinking it. Yes. And uh, and that led to this. And it it was a thing. So um, so so the PT was a big deal. PT. I I don't want to drink PT. I you know and 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 Regal has this classic facial expression when he drinks it. He's got his teeth showing a little bit, and he just does that, like, Ugh. Yeah, well, but here's the thing. He goes back for a second taste. Like, he tastes it. Oh, that tastes a little off. Goes again. And then I think he realized it was urine. What, what are the health uh, uh, benefits? Are, are there any health benefits from, from drinking urine? 
I don't know. I think there's some people like some, you know, on Facebook, I'm sure you can find a couple people that would think that's okay. I don't really think you should be drinking your MP though. Probably a cure for the COVIDs. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, you inject that into your fucking veins with your bleach and all that sort of shit. I'm sure somebody will find that out. Um, anyway, uh, PT led to this. The, it was actually, for what it was, it was like the perfect match. Uh, kicked off for WrestleMania. It was for the Intercontinental Championship. Jericho is the current title holder, Commissioner Regal. Um, and they go out there, and it's literally like two old head wrestlers who know what the fuck they're doing. And they put on a seven minute match just to kind of warm the crowd up. And it was really, it was actually pretty good. The whole time, um, Jericho was was kind of playing on a left shoulder injury. I don't know if it had occurred before, but Regal was keying in on it. At one point, uh, Regal actually takes the ring post pad off, throwing Jericho into it. Um, but I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than the fact that, like, it was just like good wrestling match. Like, it wasn't, you know, no high spots, which I think I'm okay with. And uh, it told a little story. And ultimately, Jericho finishes off with a fucking lion salt. It was great. It was perfect. Uh, I throughout the match, yeah, he he keys on that left shoulder, and um, Jericho, being a a very good wrestler, sells it the entire time. He doesn't forget about it. He he has that nagging him throughout the matchup, and I feel that it's a it's a very simple story, but it was also you know there was some counters. There's some fun, like little technical wrestling yeah, events well, to it. And at one point, like, you know, Jericho goes for the walls of Jericho and Regal, you know, like reverses it because of Jericho's injury. I will say it was uh, Paul Heyman and Jim Ross on commentary for it. And I'm not a big fan of Paul Heyman on commentary. He just, I, th- I felt like he talked too much. Jim Ross, though, is like, this is like peak Jim Ross. Like he's telling the whole story letting you like if you didn't key in that Jericho was hurt, Jim Ross is letting you know and kind of kayfabe in it. It's actually he does he just does so good at that. Um, which it really helps kind of just bring the the reality to it. And I think Tony Schiavone is kind of doing that thing now with AEW. I think so too. Where where like even if they miss a move, like oh he didn't catch all of that. That might come back to you know and doing all that sort of thing. Um oh no again like it was like the perfect little wrestling match. I don't you know it's not going to win any awards and it would probably be like a three-star <laughs> match, but like, it was just, it was just good. All right. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. So for next week, one of our options, William Regal, we'll hear who else we have uh, coming up. All right, for the strong style cookie, you have a match that two of us were able to see live and in person. You have got Chris Jericho against MGK all fucking day, Nick Gage. <laughs> and I, I just want to open this up with what was the energy like when Nick Gage was about to come out? Can Dude. I tell you, like, live? I and being somebody that does not appreciate Nick Gage that much, like I like I understand Nick Gage. I, I get it. It's so dumb. Uh, he is also um, I, 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 there's just something about him. Yes. he's got that look in his eyes that you just look at him. He's just like, there's not a thought in your head, is there? But people <laughs> love him. 
Dude, it's that MDK like crew, man. Like they're they're almost scary because we're tailgating in the parking lot and they're gathering masses doing the MDK chant before doors, man. And then they get in the building and go wild. And then when he comes out, they go even crazier, man. And it, it's nuts. They all bought front row seats, man. And they're all throwing up their MDK signs. I will say they are a much scarier and more violent version of the Juggalos. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wow. And I'm sure there's a lot of uh, crossover there as well. I mean, you know, for sure. I was going to say, if there was a death match between the Juggalos and MDK, who do you think would win? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. MDK for sure. But they're scary. But that, that's what drives Nick Gage, man. That's what makes him who he is, is like this hardcore underground fan base. Yeah. You know, and just gets, he gets them all amped up and it's like, oh, I'm going to do crazy shit for these crazy people. Jesus. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, man. All right. We'll get to my uh, this, get to the strong style. Last time on the strong style, I gave Aaron a lot of shit for not giving me a full length match slash video. And this week, I saw in the match description it said Jericho versus Gage full in all caps. That's right. So let's see if Aaron's got it or not. He's going up against <laughs> the Murder Death Kill Gang MDK all day, Mister GCW himself. And the guy who doesn't wear his bandana to an armed robbery because he wants to make sure to tell it can hear him. That's right. That's right. He, he, he's not the most vocal, uh, you know, person. So so you have to be able to show your mouth when you're doing it. But he's got a slack jaw. So I don't know, like, if people could read his lips as well. I agree. And he's and he's missing one tooth. So or like, I don't know what the hell he's got like a half tooth. In the, so that that's probably from drug use. But probably, probably. I, I didn't know he did drugs, honestly. I thought he was a very clean soul. Yeah, Why do you think he's, he he's born again bank? Christian, too. <laughs> what happened to his teeth? I mean, like, it's all drugs. Uh, yeah, sure. that's what happens when you do methamphetamine, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so I would describe Nick Gage as the human personification of a possum. <laughs> uh, there's, uh, there's nothing cute about him. He's probably stirring out at night to tip over trash cans. <laughs> Of leftover pizza that Aaron threw out. <laughs> I feed him with my cat food out front. <laughs> you saying Nick Gage is a North American marsupial? Yes, yes. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. That's exactly what Nick Gage is like. He's got a rat tail. Yes, that is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is the se- second labor of Jericho. And dear God, I was nervous for Jericho this entire match because I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Aaron, how did you feel about Chris Jericho, pain maker Chris Jericho, mind you, going into this match? So, Cookie, uh, you know, we, we in the, so this is very recent. This is one of the most recent matches we've ever had on the show. True. And the fact that um, I can clearly look back into our archive and see there, there was the week leading up to this, this event. Me, Tolbert, Travis, and Byron all going to this event, event together in Charlotte, North Carolina. We're watching it, and we're like, all right, so who does Chris Jericho have for his second labor of Jericho? None other than Nick Gage. So, and mind you, this is the first professional wrestling match I had seen live since the pandemic began, a real professional rest. This, this, I'm not talking about going to a bowling alley parking lot. This is a real professional wrestling event. When I saw that it was Nick Gage, I know that Tolbert, Byron, and Travis were a lot more excited than I was. <laughs> was but then wrong. again, <laughs> I, I thought about it and I'm like, I get to see one of the most bizarre matchups 
of all time yes. live. <laughs> yes. I get to see Chris Jericho against Nick Gage, something that I never thought that I would ever want to see live. For me, this was more of a sideshow and something that I can say that I experienced in person. Yes. And Cookie. I, I, I also I also went in like three joints and like eight beers deep. So yes. I was pumped by the time <laughs> this match came around. Can, can we explain to you also? <laughs> Travis turned into Nick Gage during this matchup. He he took over the, the, the spirit of Nick Gage took over Travis. And Travis started talking like Nick Gage for the rest of the evening after this matchup. <laughs> and he became Nick Gage and, it, it, you know, sweet, lovable Travis became yes. angry and mean throughout the rest of the night. He's like, no, nah, fuck you. Oh, oh, MDK. And I'm like, Travis, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Can we get tra- I need Travis on this podcast one day. I need to hear that impersonation of the human possum himself, Nick fucking Gage. I need to hear this. It, it was quite disturbing, and I was I was taken aback by Travis doing that. Dear God, Travis, what is what came over him? Was it just the music? Was it the light tubes? The blood? Just is he a? It was a, a perfect mark? storm, cook. It was the perfect storm. It was the perfect storm, and then going out in Charlotte, he was still like that. We we were taking we we took a shot at some bar, and he was he was like uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> it was just scared. <laughs> Nick Gage isn't even dead, and he got possessed. Like yes, Travis yeah. got possessed by Nick Gage. Yeah. Oh. He hit Aaron with a light tube. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> it, it was it was frightening. Well, let's go ahead and get to the countdown. Cookies, very violent. Top four, number one. I remember seeing those light tubes come out, and in my mind, I said, "No way, Jericho at forty-five is taking a light bulb to the noggin," and I was right. He first took a pizza cutter across his <laughs> forehead. And then we cut the commercial. And you see a pane of glass enter the ring in two chairs. You know, so shout out to Tony Khan for making this semi, semi look like a death match for national TV. It was better than your first attempt, Tony. Thank God there weren't any fireworks. That's right. That's right. Number two. Jericho's Hurricane Rana from the top rope sending Nick Gage through that pane of glass. Chef's kiss. Lawless spot. Aaron, how did you feel when you saw that pane of glass come out? And Tober, <laughs> well, Tober, this is at the point I, where Aaron like started to really get in the match. He was sitting beside me, and this is at the point where Aaron's like very nervous, and he goes, "Holy shit!" Like we all did. <laughs> and so, in Tolbert, uh, actually, all three of you can attest. When I'm watching, I, I'm at a professional wrestling event. I'm not the guy that's cheering the loudest. Yeah. I'm not. I, I, I'm the guy that is sitting back, reserved, and absorbing everything. And I literally was screaming at this one. What the hell is this guy? Do- what is going on? Jesus. Yeah, this was this is probably one of the bloodiest matches. I feel like that we've I've witnessed personally on AEW. Yes. On um, AEW. Yes. On AEW. Yes. It was almost disgusting is what I'll say. Almost. Number three. Light bulb to the back. Light bulb to the forehead pile driver into broken glass and i never looked at one of those spots the shit makes me turn my head aaron it's just the the it's so grotesque it's 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 too violent almost just imagine being in bumfuck delaware for one of those king of deathmatch tournaments and having to sit through this shit for 24 hours i don't know if i could stomach a full day of that but anyway jericho kicked out do y'all so think y'all you- can do it 
you, you would not be able to 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 watch that cookie. But this week you were able to watch somebody get murdered by an automobile and you were fine with that. Well, I I said murdered because I didn't see what happened after what happened afterwards. He <laughs> did sit out. up. He sat up. So, you know, that was a good sign. <laughs> did he sit up like the undertaker? <laughs> <laughs> I think he I think he rolled a little bit to the right and then set up. He rolled a little bit. Is it so like, like Undertaker it's, now? It's like it's like a, you know, you have dad strength, it's like homeless strength. Yeah. Just, you're full Dude. of grit and tenacity and you just get up after getting run over by a car. Can we make a blood oath right now? If any of us were to get hit by a car, the blood <laughs> oath is you have to sit up. No matter how you feel, sit up like the Undertaker. Yes. yes. <laughs> You have, you, have do the the you have to do the <laughs> yeah, yeah, the turn. You gotta do the turn. <laughs> I don't think I could do that now. <laughs> like, full sit up. I think he. I, I think the homeless man got power to sit up from the uh, eight homeless people that scurried out from the Seven <laughs> Eleven to come and help him. So. Ironically, they, they were, were all repping MDK. And, oh, and honestly, they were all just like, "Oh, he about to get paid." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got hit too. He hit me too. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Honorable mentions. Uh, okay. Jericho kicks out of all that. Uh, when Nick Gage had that broken light tube and started scraping it against Jericho's forehead, Jesus fucking Christ. Then he started stabbing him in the forehead. And you got MGK in the commentary saying, stab him, stab him, stab him. And it's just like, what the fuck am I watching? That's the, that's the first thing that was going through my head is I'm literally seeing someone get stabbed in the face with a light tube. Um, yeah, I felt like Nick Gage was getting a little too excited, but I bet the crowd was going fucking crazy. Am I right or am I wrong? Boys? Yeah. This was the, a, the crowd was wild. Like the, the crowd did not shut up at all during this match. It, it was me, crazy. This was last July, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. So th- th- I, I was trying to like put, figure out where I was. And this was when I was in You're Maine. You in Maine, yeah. And I had them put this shit on the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you were at the sports bar. That's right. Yeah. I do remember that. I do remember that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because when he started stabbing him in the head, I, I remember the, the crowd went wild in the sports bar, too. <laughs> I, I remember Jasmine, who was watching it with our young, impressionable kitten. And uh, she she was like, what the hell is going on? This is disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, that bloodthirsty crowd, that NDK group, they were loving that shit. And they wanted to see their boy Nick Gage win, right? And at one point, I thought Nick Gage was wrestling in Jordans. And then I was like, wait a minute, possums can't afford Jordans. <laughs> so uh, we're just going to go on to uh, number four. Uh, those were Payless uh, Starberries. <laughs> I thought they were N one sneakers for a second. <laughs> <laughs> number four. All right. Uh, the Painmaker using the green mist. Um, man. Great Muda, that's immediately who I thought of. But using the green mist, which from past episodes we've learned that causes a stinging slash stunning sensation, giving Jericho enough time to grab a stack of light tubes, light bulbs, I apologize, bust Gage over the head with them, and then hit the Judas effect for the win. My favorite shot, though, is at the end when Jericho is the winner. He's sitting in the corner, and he's holding that broken light tube right next to his face. And he's just waiting for MJF to come down that aisle so he can stab him with it. I, I, I believe that, that you know, judging by the past experiences of Nick Gage, Chris Jericho remembered 
that after uh, you, you rob a bank, it's probably very close to a die pack exploding in your, your, your face. <laughs> yes. So he knew that that was his weakness was, was, was the die pack in the eyes. So that's why he went for the green mist. It make, you know what, Aaron, it makes sense now. Jericho genius, the pain maker himself. All right. He ain't scared of no MGK or MDK, whatever the fuck their names are. MGK, that's Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't think MDK is dating like fucking movie stars. <laughs> yeah, true. Definitely not. They're- he do- he he's had some run-ins with some movie stars, and maybe we'll talk about that next week on Two Dollars Stay. Uh, yeah, a pro wrestling podcast. That. And uh, Cook, I have to say one funny moment from this match. Uh, who was it that was sitting at home? I think it was you, Mike. When um, Nick Gage does the pizza cutter spot in the mouth, <laughs> oh, he got oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and it was a do- it was a split screen, and it was a Domino's commercial. That's right. Yes. While oh. Nick Gage is attacking Jericho with a pizza cutter, yeah, I'm literally <laughs> yeah. sitting in the sports bar, and I, I just remember going, "Did that's hilarious!" Like, this, yeah. like did they not realize what was happening? Great, great product placement there. Um, I'm but, sure uh, Domino's does not want to be on TNT anymore. Let's just it's say a that. very very pizza-centric episode of $2. Yeah, it is. But if you go to our Instagram, there's actually a little clip of Jericho hitting Nick Gage over the head with light tubes, and you can hear the row of us audibly freaking out, especially <laughs> Travis. Because <laughs> 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 once again, I just want to just reiterate, these two men are about 40 years old, or 45. I don't even know how old Jericho is now. He's pushing it. Though. He's close to 50. He's, he's he might actually, actually be 50. That's and that is insane to me that he took these bumps. He went through glass. He did all these crazy things just for the second, the second of the five labors of Jericho. Much respect. This match gets four cookies of solid uh, M- MGK all day like, or MDK. God damn it. Not Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. Fuck Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly. MDK all day, baby. MDK all day for cookies and another one of our options for next week. And judging by the reaction that we are covering this match in our group chat, I believe that we're going to have to go with next week being a Nick Gage episode. Um, I hate, I hate everything about it, but we're going to have to do it. Uh, I'm very, uh, this be our first like featured, like exclusive lead deathmatch wrestler being covered yeah so yeah this is exactly what it is so i'm not excited about it but we will talk about it and uh next week nick gage episode all right for our final matchup of the evening in the high spot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Tobert, you have got Chris Jericho against Goldberg. Man, you gave me this match, and I was like, oh, I definitely watched this on TV. Like, yeah, I, I wholeheartedly remember this. So this is uh, Fall Brawl, War Games, 1998 in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Oh, man, it's definitely very much a Winston-Salem crowd as yes. well, uh, for sure. This is peak NWO, uh, peak uh, Goldberg, like right in the middle of his undefeated streak after his debut. Uh, man, this is prime wrestling time for a young Cole sitting in the living room. Uh, but this is a very, very young Jericho, Le Champion. He is a television champion at the time, I do believe. Um, and this is when he's just that, that uh, 
shit causing heel. He's just always like pulling tricks. He's getting into stuff. He's pissing in teapots. He's doing all <laughs> kinds of stuff. <laughs> so he's uh, we get cut to a shot of his personal security guards, uh, which one kind of looks like uh, I don't know Kyle Gass from uh, <laughs> Tenacious D. He's That's got, Ralphus. Like, shirt. And you've got uh, another uh, smaller fellow. He's uh, Jericho Ninja. He's a personal yeah. Jericho Ninja. That's right. He comes out with security detail. I, I love this this spot. He, he can't he can't figure out where the ring is. He's lost in the building as he comes out <laughs> of uh, of the locker room. <laughs> so funny. He's like. He goes into a dining hall. He goes out back, but the whole time the camera's on him, he's trying to play it off like he's just searching the building. <laughs> Hello, Winston Salem. <laughs> Let's rock. <laughs> he finally makes it out to the runway, and what makes this match so memorable for me is like uh, I love to hate him. I loved him as a wrestler at the time. I loved him as a heel, but when he comes out and the, the dud pyro goes off, <laughs> it just sends a little little puff of smoke. His chef. So. Kid. So those were probably the North Carolina fireworks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, the no projectiles. You can't can't leave the ground. <laughs> you can't can't leave the ground. Oh, so here we go. He is uh, he is on the books to wrestle the undefeated Goldberg, uh, which, which is a heavy heavy task at the time. So he, he comes out to the ring. This is where we have the two rings back to back, you know. And at first you're uh, you're like, oh man, this is this is gonna be crazy. Let's see what's gonna happen. The music hits, you know that do do that Goldberg music. Goldberg comes out, the pyro hits, but then you're the fog clears. And you're like, wait, wait a second, that's not Goldberg. <laughs> He's like four feet too short. Uh, it, it, it's it's Gilberg. <laughs> So that's not, not Gilbert. That's the thing. That's not Gilbert. That's, I looked it up. I thought it was Gilbert. It's not. I don't know who this is actually, but it's, it's not before Gilbert. Give it. This is a fake Goldberg, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not familiar with uh, who Gilbert is, but this is a, a a short pudgy version of Goldberg with a fake tattoo adorning his uh, his gear. <laughs> um, another one of Jericho's tricks. Uh, he gets the ring. Uh, the bell rings and let's go. Uh, he throws him around a little bit. He actually lets him get a spear in, which I was really surprised. Right? <laughs> yeah. He lets a uh, Jericho lets him spear him, uh, but he puts him in a lion tamer and taps him out real quick. He takes his <laughs> fake championship belt, rips it apart, throws it into the crowd. And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so just uh, another cheeky little vignette of Jericho being Jericho back then, which is genius. Like, he was a great wrestler and, Looking back on it, the stuff he did is just awesome. It's hilarious. It's great. That was one of my favorite eras of Chris Jericho. Like his W, his his end of WCW run is some of the most fun and entertaining stuff. It's like you love to hate him. Just yeah. constantly trolling everybody, trolling the crowd. It's just great. It's like every week you tuned in to see like what Lay Champion's gonna do. Right. <laughs> Armbar. <laughs> Armbar. <laughs> That was another option. There, there, there was a, a couple of Malenko things that I wanted to do. And there was like an, like, I, I honestly, I, I wanted to do some other matches for you, but once I saw fake Goldberg and then I saw the lead up to it, him walking through the arena, I'm like, this is gold. We have to watch this. <laughs> yeah. All right. So time for the haiku, I suppose the streak on the line. Jericho can't find his way. Goldberg gets the dud. <laughs> Looks like you, Poindexter. You got the dud. 
That's a Simpsons reference for you there, Mike. I'm That's sure right. you weren't allowed to watch that either. No, we actually I, did watch the Simpsons a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, do you remember when I dressed up as the dud for Halloween a couple oh, years ago? Oh, it was wonderful. Aaron actually uh, painted his whole body yellow. That's right. And, and dyed his hair blue to look like Millhouse. Well, <laughs> he looks like you, Poindexter. Yeah, I was the dud for Halloween. So there you go. Uh, so next week on $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast, the quite possibly the bloodiest episode we've ever done uh the dumbest episode we've ever done and uh we're gonna have nick gage all effing day i'm excited about it i know you guys are uh any final thoughts on on chris jericho week boys we gotta love the ayatollah <laughs> rock and roller man Good, good. I'm glad somebody said something. So there you go. You got it. Fuzzy rules, man. Long live Jericho. Lay champion. I, I right. was listening. Uh, sorry, Aaron. One more thing. I was listening to uh, uh, a funny YouTube video. I have to send it to you. And it's the stuff. The audio. Uh, it picks up the crowd. The audio. You know. The, you know the crowd noises and stuff. What they yell at wrestlers. And one of them was Chris Jericho and this guy yelling. Fozzie was the best Muppet. Fuck you. You ruined him. Yeah, he did. He did. Well, thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast next week. Nick effing Gage. All right. There you go, boys. Thank you. Thank you.